This is SR1. The Rob Carter Show. All right, everybody, here we go. Today is Sunday, November 12th. 2023. My name is Rob Carter. Welcome to SR1 Sundays on News Talk STL. How about those debates? Uh, I know everybody has been talking about them. It's like a game show for losers, for the most part. And how would you know if the Republicans were trying to lose or if they were trying to win? How would anybody know the difference? Anybody know about the Harlem Globetrotters? The Harlem Globetrotters used to go around the nation and play against the Washington Generals. And the Washington Generals would sweat, and they'd play, make all their plays, but they were trying to lose to the Globetrotters. The fans, out in the seats, always knew the Globetrotters were trying to win the game, and they could tell that the Washington Generals, their opponent in these exhibition games, were trying to lose. But with the Republicans, it's really hard to tell whether they are serious about winning or if they're dedicated to losing. The only person on the stage in those debates that made any sense whatsoever was Vivek Ramaswamy, and I know everybody is talking about the guy. And he's the RFK Jr. of the Republicans. He's going out there on these podcasts, long form, answering the questions that people ask. And again, it seems we have no journalism even on the podcasts. Because the ones that I watch still don't ask the proper questions. But let me stay focused on Ramaswamy for a bit because he hit a home run right out of the gate. Right out of the gate on these debates where you've got Kristen Welker from NPC as a moderator for the Republican debates with Lester Dolt being the other one. And who was the third one? Was it Hugh Hewitt? I think Hugh Hewitt was the third guy in line. Yeah, came late. So you got two Harvard people, Hugh Hewitt and Kristen Welker, and then Lester Dolt as the three moderators in the Republican debates. Uh, like I said, they are the Washington generals of politics. Either they are intentionally trying to lose, or they're just losers who have no idea how to win. Let me start with this very first clip, because this is what Ramaswamy started with, and I thought it was fantastic. This was really good. Clip number 7-2, very beginning of the GOP debates. Check this out. Swami, let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. 
And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Christian, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Sorry. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. Ramaswamy, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn to That's Governor, Governor Christie. Why you? He hits on several points there for me, Phil. Uh, number one, that the party is a loser party at this particular moment in time. And it is hard, you have to admit, to lose against the Democrats. But he goes after Ronna McDaniel. And I have made this commentary over and over and over again. Ronna McDaniel, Ronna McRomney, is a loser. Period. End of sentence. And it begs the question for all my Trump supporters who I love so much, I love all of you so much, when you get in front of him, can you ask him anywhere that you see him, whether it's at the rallies, why he endorsed Ronna McDaniel? Why he continues to endorse people that nobody likes, nobody wants, swamp creatures. Not while he was president, not before he was president, but after he was president, I think somebody should ask him. Ramaswamy took a shot at her. They all could take a shot at her, but they don't. And it makes no sense. Ramaswamy went on the Patrick Bet David podcast the very next day, sat around for an hour, and they could ask him whatever they wanted. Where are the rest of the nominees doing that? Where are the rest of the candidates, I should say, answering questions so that the American people can figure things out? He said exactly that in the podcast. He said, you know, everybody should be sitting here taking questions because it's not about just simply winning or losing. It's about getting our country back in order. It's about informing the public of the problems that we have on the horizon. They should know and they can't know if you refuse to debate and you can't answer questions that might be uncomfortable. If you did something wrong when you were in office, you got to answer for it. And apparently that is not a big deal to the voters. They have determined that the uh, uh, situation is too grave and we're just going to have to hope and pray that somebody up there can figure it out, even despite the fact we all know these elections are a joke. Here is, this is Cassandra McDonald speaking about Ronna McDaniel. Apparently she was, our people were in the audience near Ronna McDaniel when Ramaswamy made these comments. And she says, a source who was sitting near Chairwoman, Chairwoman McDaniel at tonight's debate, told Tim Cast News, this is Tim Poole, told Kim T- Tim Cast News that she called Vivek Ramaswamy an a-hole and declared that the party would not give him one cent. She's quoted as saying, he's an a-hole, total a-hole. He's desperate because he's doing bad in the polls. He won't get a cent from us. She was in complete meltdown, it's reported, over Vivek Ramaswamy. Because he took a shot, took a shot at her. Um, as far as I'm concerned, if you're going to run the GOP party, if you're going to re- run the Republican Party, uh, you have to have a show to put on when they're out in front of big audiences. Just like Ramaswamy said, Tucker Carlson, Elon Musk, these type of people would have had a huge audience. They could have had a real debate. You could have got GOP voters excited. You could have got young people excited. You could have had a terrific debate. And we got Kristen Welker, Lester Dolt, and Hugh Hewitt. And nobody cares. Nobody watched it. The vast majority of people saw just little clips from Facebook or Twitter, wherever they saw it. They didn't sit down and watch that nonsense. 
It's depressing because you need a party that can win on the issues and explain it to the people. And we get this, what I would call a game show of not very impressive people. Chris Christie. Nikki Haley. Tim Scott. Maybe Ron DeSantis. Maybe. But again, Ron DeSantis is doing things that go against our Constitution. No matter how you slice it, doesn't matter whether you like what is going on in, uh, with Israel and Hamas and the, the Palestinian people over there in the Middle East. He is shutting down free speech. That gives the right to the other side when they get the reins of power to shut down speech you want to have. In a free society, you get to say what you want to say. You can't start riots. You can't start, uh, start problems. can't scream fire in a crowded theater. But you can certainly give your political opinion, even if Ron DeSantis doesn't like it. Let me move on from Ron McDaniel because I get very frustrated with that whole situation. Janine Pirro, we know her from Fox News. Judge Jean, Judge Janine, she put out a poll on X slash Twitter right after the debates. It said, who do you think won? 78% said Vivek Ramaswamy. 10% said Nikki Haley. That must be her family. 1% Tim Scott and 11% Ron DeSantis. So what's the key ingredient to winning the debates? The key ingredient is to tell Republican voters what they already know. They already know Ron McDaniel sucks. They already know it. They've watched us lose and lose and lose. Then the red wave is coming. We lose, we lose, we lose. And we turn power over to a bunch of nincompoops on the Democrat side because nobody on the GOP side has the courage just to call everybody out and say what's going on. Except for, apparently, Vivek Ramaswamy. Let me talk about the GOP just a minute because I think they are an absolute joke. This is from Chris Christie. He put this out on X. Trump endorsed candidate Daniel Cameron. This is a guy from Kentucky who I thought was a great candidate, quite honestly. But he lost in Kentucky. Uh, He loses the governor's race in deep red Kentucky. Another loss for Trump. This is Chris Christie talking. The losing will only end for Republicans if we rid ourselves of Donald Trump. Trump loser in 18. Trump loser in 20. Trump loser in 21. Trump loser in 22. And now Trump loser in 23. This is from Chris Christie who is a born loser as well. Here's Emerald Robinson out on Twitter talking about the GOP. The cancer eating away at the GOP is that people now understand the GOP establishment hates its own voters, lies to them endlessly, and works with Democrats to achieve liberal policy goals. They know the GOP is just making a ploy, a marketing ploy. It's what I've been saying for a long time. There is, it is inconceivable that a party going up against the, these Democrats of today couldn't destroy them easily if they wanted to. But they don't want to destroy them. They want to pretend that they're trying to destroy them so they can expand the corporate footprint, which is our government. It is fascism at its finest. And I keep hearing people say, communism, communism, communism. Our government has turned fascist. The corporations have complete and total control of our government. 
I could give you a thousand reasons as to, or a thousand examples of how that's happening, and I will. I'm going to name a few today. This is from D.C. Drano, big Trump fan. This is what he puts out on X. The FBI was caught spying on President Trump. The FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. The FBI kills veterans at their homes in surprise raids. The FBI storms the houses of pro-life protesters. So what does the GOP do? It gives them a new headquarter bigger than the Pentagon. If you don't know this, the GOP, 70-plus GOP members of Congress in D.C., voted to expand the footprint of the FBI building in D.C. to the tune of $300 million. The same FBI that said the elections were fine, the same FBI that had all the information about the influence peddling by the Biden family, nothing to see here. FBI gets money from our Congress with that track record, with that track record, It is inconceivable. Now, Gates put the amendment in there to stop it. And guess who from Missouri, Phil, voted to make sure that the FBI got a nice large, it's going to be bigger than the Pentagon, $300 million. The Missouri Congress people who love that idea, just love expanding the FBI, Graves, Wagner, Lutkenmeyer, and Smith. So four GOP members from Missouri. Hey, out there, knock, knock. McFly! McFly! Anybody McFly? We have a GOP in D.C. representing the people of Missouri who could not care less about what's going on with the FBI. Do you? I do. I'm sick and frickin' tired of it. But apparently, we have four Congress people who claim to be Republicans who say, you know what? The FBI, give them more money. They deserve it. They've done such a fabulous job. Here's Emerald Robinson, again on X. The GOP has done nothing about election integrity. The GOP has done nothing about censorship. The GOP has done nothing to stop vax mandates. The GOP has done nothing to stop the FBI. And the GOP has done nothing to stop the Biden regime. So what do we have them for? What, is it a uniparty or not? Does anybody honestly believe that this GOP is trying to take down the Democrats? Honest to God, does anybody with any common sense at all, think that that apparatus in D.C. is actually trying to oppose the wishes of the Democrats? Unbelievable. Here is Anomaly out on X. Republicans are basically just socialist liberals who wear cowboy hats, work for a foreign country, and figured out how to trick people into thinking that they're fighting the bad guys when they're really just gatekeeping an actual chance of fixing the country. So when we get back in segment number two, we're going to talk about what was not discussed at the GOP debates, further proving that the media, the Republican Party, and the establishment, it's just one big entity, and we're getting steamrolled by it, folks. Pay attention so we can fix it. Segment number two on its way. We'll be right back. The Rob Carter Show. Carter Show. Have you heard about the lonesome loser beaten by the Queen of Hearts every time? Have 
All right, everybody, welcome back. I'm riled up after watching those debates. I'm amazed at the things that are going on underneath the noses of voters. We'll talk about a few of these things today. There's so many. I told Phil before we started the show, it's another situation where I have so much information to share. I can't get it all done. I'd like to talk about each and every issue in depth, but there's too many. There's too many things that are going on in this country that are so beyond comprehension, so obviously corrupt, and nobody seems to be able to do anything about it. It's just impossible to fix these things. We just can't do it. Neither party can do it. The press can't answer or ask any questions of anybody I don't get it. I just flat don't get it. Here's just a quick, uh, I, if you could, 5-2 for me. So this is Tucker Carlson just a little bit uh, a little bit ago. Now, it's being rumored, and it was asked of Donald Trump, if Tucker Carlson should be his VP. Here's Tucker Carlson recently, just a really short clip, 5-2. Listen to what he has to say, because I want to expand upon it. The hopelessness that people feel when they realize their leaders don't care about them. I believe that. I can't prove it. It's exactly what I say. How can you prove that people uh, are in coordination with one another to lose? How can you prove that people are trying to lose a competition? Sometimes you just have to use your common sense because there is no possible way, and I'll say it over and over again, I'm going to stay on this theme for a while, that the GOP nationally can be this inept. It's, it's just not possible to be this inept. It's so easy to go after some of these problems. It's so easy to fix some of these issues if you cut away all the gray area, cut away all the nonsense, all the legalities, all of the stuff that we know are being put in there as uh, landmines to stop us from getting to our destination. I give you the border. There is no way in the world we can't control our border. We're the most powerful nation on earth, supposedly. We're sending trillion dollars all over the world to fight wars but we just simply cannot solve the border problem. And you know why they can't solve the border problem? Because they don't want to solve the border problem. And we all know it. And we continue to allow it. Before I get into what the GOP, the GOP debate should have been about, the questions that should have been asked, and the topics that should have been brought up, let me stay on Ramaswamy for just a minute. Because I thought Ramaswamy, of the candidates on stage did a decent job in these debates. The very next day, like I said, he went on a podcast and he talked about Nikki Haley. Has anybody wondered what's going on in South Carolina? You've got Tim Scott from South Carolina. You got Nikki Haley from South Carolina. And you got Lindsey Graham in the middle of everything and run for president last time, all from South Carolina. South Carolina is not a enormous state, but I believe they have some military contracting going on there. And all of a sudden, the people from South Carolina want to be president. And when you watch Tim Scott up on stage, does that seem like a guy that is prepared to lead this nation? What about Nikki Haley? How about Chris Christie? Does it appear that Mike Pence was prepared to lead this nation? Of course not. Is that the very best set of people the GOP can put up against Joe Biden? 
Here's what he had to say about Nikki Haley, because what's going on with Nikki Haley is symbolic of what's going on with way too many people in politics. Uh, This is clip number seven, four. Check out what he had to say about Nikki Haley. He just flat out says she's a criminal. Check this out. Like outright corrupt is Nikki Haley. She does her short lived, you know, cup of coffee stint at the U.N. Okay. Very short-lived stint. Her real foreign policy experience wasn't her time at the UN. It was the millions she made afterwards. After she steps down, her family starts a military contracting firm. Allied Defense LLC. If the mainstream press were doing their decisions, Allied Defense should have to disclose who their clients are. I did something that no normal business people don't do. I put up 20 years of my tax records, personal tax filings. She should put up 20 years of her personal tax filings and put up the clients of Allied Defense LLC. If you're running for U.S. president, tell us who the damn clients are of the military contractor that you started, presumably using your connections from the U.N. Starts the military contracting firm. Starts, again, then serving on the board of Boeing. Ends up giving secretive speaking fees from foreign actors while also running a military contracting firm. Think about that. It's Hillary Clinton on steroids. You could just go down the list. She's somebody who literally during this presidential campaign, as far as I know, it's unprecedented in U.S. presidential election history, collecting corporate stock options while running for U.S. president. And now she's a multimillionaire. And by the way, what I left out was at the time she left the U.N., she and her family were drowning in debt. Oh, politics is big money, Phil. I think I should run for governor. I think I should run for governor because I guarantee you I can lie and mislead and manipulate people just as good as these scumbags. It's insane what is happening. Nobody seems to care about the country at all. What they care about is themselves. And nobody seems to care about the general welfare of our people, of our children and grandchildren. Where is this country going? And how long does it, how long do we got to watch it happen? It's like a slow motion car wreck that continues on day after day after day, more nonsense day after day after day, and nobody wants to jump in front of this train and say enough is enough. Start calling out people. Ramaswamy said accountability is a problem. How did, did he must have listened to my show because I said accountability is the problem in this country. If you do not have a press that is free, if you do not have a curious press, if you don't don't have a press with courage, you end up in the situation we're in. If nobody is going to ask people in power very poignant, difficult, and to the point questions, then they can skate. Then you can rob people in China. You can rob uh, people in Ukraine. We can send weapons all over the world. We can run inflation through the roof. We can be 30 plus trillion dollars in debt, and it's nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault. Nobody's accountable for it. You can have the FBI censor and spy on the American people. Nothing happens. When the Twitter files came out, there's not one person in the press that said, who was the contact with Twitter that was suppressing free speech on Twitter, which person within the FBI was doing it and have that person arrested because it is constitutionally illegal. Can't do it. You cannot tell a private company what they can and cannot have said on their forums. Especially when it was the truth. Most of it was about COVID and the elections. And you notice that didn't come up. You notice the elections... And election integrity and how we're going to fix the system so that when we vote, we know that we're voting in a real election. You notice that didn't come up. Isn't that interesting to anybody? 60 plus, this is Rasmussen just a few months ago, 60 plus percent of the American public 
do not believe the elections are on the up and up. Let me, let me say that again so it gets through everybody's head. Before we talk about all of the things that are going on in the world, we are supposed to be a constitutional republic that has free, fair, and verifiable elections. And 60% of the American public plus do not believe we have legit elections and supposedly the freest nation in the world. Here's Benny Johnson. Benny Johnson put this out on Twitter. Voting machines in Pennsylvania are now being shut down after they were flipping votes. And this is why Americans have lost all faith in our electoral process. Add this to the list of election fraud cases we've been recently learned about. Uh, we have recently learned about ballot stuffing schemes in Connecticut. Now I have friends in Connecticut. The information, they have video of this woman stuffing the election box. The mayor comes out, won't denounce her. They're buddies. Right out in the open, stealing elections. Nobody does anything about it. You're going to run the election again. He'll win the election again because they have multiple ways to rig these elections. Voter fraud strategies in New Jersey. This is Benny Johnson again on Twitter. Ballot harvesting operations in Michigan. Illegal ballot drops in Georgia. When will the American people acknowledge that our election system has been compromised. Why are we going through all of the rigmarole? Why are we working our tail off to get people elected when we have not even solidified our election system? Can somebody, anybody explain it to me? It simply cannot be that hard, except the reason it is hard is because the people that were elected don't see a problem. <laughs> they were elected. Why would they see a problem? Here's the problem, you elected officials. The American public does not have faith in our election system. So maybe, just maybe, you should try to figure out how to fix it. I'm just saying. If you are doing your job and you care about this country, maybe just one person in power should talk about it every single day. How about you, Vivek Ramaswamy? How about you talk about it? You're not going to be president, so you might as well talk about something that matters. How about putting a lot of pressure on this system to get our voting system in order? Is that too much to ask? Is it too much to ask to know that you are going to raise your children in a system that they think, oh, we're free, we're fair. Whoever gets the most votes is going to run the show. We don't know that. We don't believe that. Nobody believes that anymore. And if you do, you're not paying attention. Here's the gateway pundit. Uh, but this happened in Kentucky just recently. Someone please explain how Kentucky Republicans can vote in the GOP attorney general and secretary of state the GOP was up by 17 to 22% in those two categories. The GOP Attorney General and the GOP Secretary of State in Kentucky won by the margins of 17 to 22% and then lost to a Democrat for governor. Ha! Huh. Nothing to see here. Nothing going on. Just like there was nothing going on in Georgia. There was nothing going on in Pennsylvania in 2020. There was nothing going on in Wisconsin. There was nothing going on in Arizona. There was nothing going on in Arizona for the midterms. Everything is just fine. How about General Michael Flynn replying to uh, Tim Pool? Tim Pool made fun of USA, USA, USA. So he put that out on Twitter, making fun of the elections because the GOP got smothered once more. Because everything's going so great in the country it only makes sense that the Democrats would win again. Everything is so hunky-dory. Everything is so great that the Democrats win again. 
Here is what General Michael Flynn had to say. This is total BS. We've been down this road before, and this is no longer funny. Our voting systems and processes are completely broken, and if we are going to have a country with a viable constitution, this nonsense has to cease. Ah! You don't say. How long have I been talking about it? Here's the Gateway Pundit again. Coding error in voting machines blamed for vote flipping in Pennsylvania. You don't say. You don't say. It's everywhere you look. And you don't have to be a politically savvy person to ask the question, hey, we have millions and millions and millions of people crossing our border. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they're going. And we don't know why the border is open to allow them in. You can only assume that they're here so they can vote. Right? Then you have all kinds of motor voter ID, no signature verification. You got an attorney general down in Texas, one of the most important states to the GOP, telling you that the system is set up to have Texas stolen from the GOP, and his own party tried to impeach the man. There's way too many important things in this country going on to fix our elections. We're just going to keep selecting these people that vote to expand the FBI. And this is the best one yet. They now want to put a kill switch by law, mandatory by the federal government, voted and approved so that your car can be turned off with a kill switch by the federal government. Here is uh, Thomas Massey. He was trying to stop this insanity. Clip number six, one, if you get that ready for me, Phil. Thomas Massey from Kentucky explaining this kill switch bill that 19 GOP Congress people voted to approve because the you know the Democrats, they all vote in lockstep. So they got to get through the House and you got to have just enough numbers to get through the House to get it done. So we got found 19 Republicans that thought this was a great idea that the federal government could turn your car off by law starting in 2026. All cars must have a kill switch. Clip number six, one, go. Mr. Chair, I rise in support of my amendment, which states none of the funds made available by this act may use, be used to implement Section 24220 of the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. My amendment is simple. It will defund the federal mandate that requires all new vehicles after 2026 be equipped with a kill switch that can disable a vehicle if the vehicle has monitored the user's, the driver's performance, and that the vehicle determines that the driver is not performing well. It's so incredible that I have to offer this amendment. It almost sounds like the domain of science fiction, dystopian science fiction, that the federal government would put a kill switch in vehicles that would be the judge, the jury, and the executioner on such a fundamental right as the right to travel freely. It's unbelievable. It is. It's unbelievable what's going on in this country. That is Congressman Thomas Massey, but he had 19 GOP Congress people that said, no, I think it's perfectly fine that we manufacture cars that the federal government can turn off while you're driving. All for your safety, of course. Segment number three on its way. We'll be right back. The Rob Carter Show. Carter Show. All right. Let's get back at it. 
I've taken my medication once more. It takes a little while to kick in, so I'm still riled up. Here's a few more things that were not discussed in the GOP debates. How about January 6th? How about all of you people out there that sit by idly while 120 plus, and that's a low number. I'm not even sure how, what that number is. I read that somewhere. That could be wrong. It could be way more than that. I think it's, 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 it's way more than that, actually. Of citizens that are imprisoned for January 6th. Every square inch of the Capitol building is under surveillance. Every single person that sits in that prison that should have been pardoned by Donald Trump, all of the nonviolent offenders should have been pardoned. My question is, where is the video? We've talked about it on this show extensively. When Kevin McCarthy became the Speaker of the House, he was supposed to release all the videotape to Fox News and Tucker Carlson. We were going to see everything. We got one night where he showed the Viking, the guy dressed up like a Viking, giving a prayer. They've let him out subsequent to that show. But now we have all kinds of people, grandmothers, army veterans, in solitary confinement in federal prison for an unarmed insurrection on January the 6th. St. Louis and Owen Schroyer. Does everybody know who this kid is? This is a young guy. He is a Boy Scout. He works for InfoWars. By all intents and purposes, he's a great kid, nose clean, works out, goes to work and does a three-hour show every day. Hardcore GOP supporter. He got sentenced to 60 days, and apparently he's in solitary confinement. Where's Josh Hawley? Anybody know where Josh Hawley's at? Why isn't Josh Hawley bringing this to everybody's attention? This is a kid from St. Louis. I believe he worked with Kevin Slayton. We've talked about it before. Where is the videotape of these people that are sitting in a prison... Where is the videotape of the violent crimes that they committed? Because if they committed violent crimes, nobody cares whether they're in prison. They belong in prison. But if they were waved into that building and took a selfie and the FBI decided they should be in prison and knocked down their door, stalked them and threw them in prison, don't you want to know? Don't you want to know what's going on there, Missouri? Don't you care at all about your citizens? Don't you care at all about what's going on in this country? Every single person within the sound of my voice should be calling Josh Hawley and saying, hey, Josh, where is the spotlight on what's going on with the January 6th prisoners? Where is the video? Is this a free country or not? Do we have the right to protest or not? Is entrapment by your government a crime or not? Josh. Help us out, Josh. Help us out. It is inconceivable that in a free country that I love with all of my heart, on Veterans Day, all of these military people that are in prison in D.C., and happy Veterans Day to everybody that had the courage to put on a uniform and fight for this country. You have my respect, my love and appreciation. I think you people are incredible, and I, I hope that you get everything 
from your family, all the well wishes and all the thank yous because you deserve it. And your fellow military members sit in prison and there's nobody in the GOP is talking about it. Now, let me just remind you of how it went down, because as I've said before, I was there on January 6th. And you know why I was there on January 6th? Because I was invited by the president of the United States of America. That's why I was there. I was there because I thought our elections were in question because I watched 19 hours of testimony in Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Michigan. I watched it all. And if you were able to watch it because Fox News didn't show it, Fox News didn't think stolen elections were that big a deal. But Right Side Broadcasting showed it. And I watched it once, recorded it, and watched it twice. And I was left understanding that our elections were rigged. Period. End of sentence. Rigged. Stolen. Manipulated. Whatever word you want to use. So if your election was stolen, that is a coup on the voters of this country. It is a coup on the legitimate government of this country. And it's apparently you can't even talk about it. Fox News isn't interested in it. CNN isn't interested in it. ABC isn't interested in it. Well, who is interested in it? Are the citizens of Missouri, are we interested in it? I am. Owen Schroyer sits in solitary confinement, a young, good, hardworking, decent patriot, right here from the state of Missouri, sits in prison in solitary confinement for doing nothing but going to the Capitol. Didn't go in. Didn't even go in. But you know what he does do? He speaks his mind. He talks about the corruption in D.C. So they've taken it out on him. Where is Josh Hawley? Where is he? Where's Ann Wagner? Blaine Lutkenmeyer. Where is he? Where are the representatives of this state making a statement about the federal government intruding on the rights of its citizens. Where are they? Here's Emerald Robinson. Remember when the Senate Sergeant at Arms who oversaw security during January 6th died exactly one day before the hearings took place? Do you guys remember that? No, you didn't hear anything about that. And if you did, you forgot about it because there's a narrative every 20 minutes. But that's what's going on in our country. I don't know. I try not to get so... Frustrated with it, I just think that our eye is completely off the ball. You know what leaders do? Leaders put priorities together, and then they sell them. They persuade people to pay attention to what's important. And I would ask anybody who's listening, what is more important than getting our elections in order? What could possibly be more important? If we have a government that has been infiltrated and is suppressing the rights of its people, don't we have to do something about it at some point? Don't we have to stick up for each other? Because it will eventually get to you if you don't stop it. Let me just give you a little bit of this government over the course of the last 20 years. We had the Patriot Act because of 9-11 and an anthrax scare. So we passed the Patriot Act. We don't need the Patriot Act. We don't need the government spying on us. Get rid of the Patriot. Where's Josh Hawley? I don't want the Patriot Act. Nobody wants the Patriot Act. Get rid of it. 
That's what ushered in all the security at the airports. You know, when this was a free country back when I was a kid, it was really fun to go to the airport. You didn't stand in line for two hours and have a TSA agent stick their arm up your, uh, you know what? That's not how it went down. We were free. We got our ticket. We walked right to the gate. Might have had a little something to eat, a little bar. Everybody's feeling good because they're getting ready to travel. Everybody was happy. There wasn't a black cloud over you at all times. People were free. They were happy. They roamed. New, 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 new. Not anymore. Now when you go to the airport, you're a criminal until proven you're not. Thanks to the Patriot Act. Thanks to TSA. Thanks to 9-11. 9-11 was executed by guys that were flying planes down in Florida that the FBI knew about. They didn't want to even know how to land them. They just want to know how to fly them. That didn't even, didn't even arouse the suspicion of our FBI. So let's give them another $300 million, make their footprint bigger because they're doing such a great job of protecting the American citizens. Every school shooting, they want to take your guns away. They don't say, hey, why are kids shooting up their schools? Could it have anything to do with the drugs they're taking? Couldn't possibly be that. No. More drugs for kids. But they want to take those guns away. Your Second Amendment constitutional right, they want those guns. If the Democrats could take guns off of the streets and take them away from law-abiding citizens, they would take them today. You know it, and I know it, and they're going to get those guns. And Gavin Newsom, the guy that's going to probably be the nominee from the Democrats, is trying to get an amendment passed to restrict your Second Amendment rights. As they allow the borders to be wide open and drug cartels shipping guns and drugs and kids all across our country. How about COVID? Did everybody love COVID when it went down? A massive wealth transfer, global consolidation of corporations. Ain't that nice? That's our government hard at work. They saved you from COVID, didn't they? Isn't it amazing every time they're saving us from something, they're taking more power? Are you guys starting to notice that? I'm starting to notice. I've been noticing for a long time, but apparently we got bigger things to consider than our government taking our rights from us. Because once they get them, once they get this system in order, you ain't getting out of it. Just so you understand, I don't know if it's happening in a week. I don't know if it's happening in a year. I don't know if it's happening in five years, but that is the government that we have because our elections are rigged. How about federal spending? How about $34 trillion with a T dollars in debt? What's that going to do to people? Well, it's a hidden tax, so your food costs a fortune. Now they want to put a kill switch on your automobiles and make them all battery operated. That's going to be wonderful. It's going to work out real nice. And then they're going to bring in digital currency. They're going to inflate it to your, to your dollar doesn't mean anything. And then at some point, they're going to switch over the system. It's going to be wonderful for you. It's going to be nice and convenient. You're going to have digital currency. Isn't it amazing that the people causing the problem are going to fix it by taking your ability to transact away from you? <laughs> Isn't that nice? How about climate change? You guys love that? Climate change is wonderful. Changes the energy policy so the government has more control over that. And they wanted to give you a digital tracker to make sure you're not sick if you move from A to B. That way the government can find out whether you're healthy or not. You might hurt somebody. Huh. How about continual war? What's that do for us? Keeps the military contractors rolling. It's really easy to launder money when you got wars all over the world. 
Because when the money leaves our shores, we don't know where it goes, kids. We don't know. And that's how you end up $34 trillion in debt. That's how you find out your currency isn't worth anything. That's why your grocery bills are double, triple the price of three years ago. That is why we're losing the middle class. That's why our unions are completely worthless because they're bought out. Now you're going to have the wealthy and you're going to have the poor and you better like it because that's where it's heading. How about the Department of Education? 1980. Did you guys want your uh, education to be consolidated in D.C.? And now they have to buy off all the states with all of their criteria? You guys liking that? How's that Department of Education working out for you? How come no Republican says, you know what, we don't need a Department of Education? Don't want it. Don't want your money. Don't want your influence. Don't want what you guys are selling in D.C. in the state of Missouri. I don't want it. And I don't think you want it. I don't think you want boys playing girls sports. I don't think you want racism being taught in our schools. I don't think you guys want it. But we just can't seem to do anything about it because the federal government owns us because they bought us. How about open borders? How's open borders working out for us? Well, it allows for voter fraud. It allows all kinds of dark money to be sold. It allows children to be trafficked in the United States of America. 85,000 kids go into the home of sponsors slash pedophiles never to be heard from again. Right here in our country. And nobody seems to care. Nobody can fix it. We just, there's just nothing we can do. It's just impossible to fix these things. Convenience will be the carrot. With digital currencies and all these things, they'll, your phone where they're tracking every move you make, they'll say convenience is, it's just everything is so convenient, online banking, all of it is so easy, do everything through your phone so that we can track it, it's way more convenient, but it's also way more intrusive. And nobody seems to put any of this together. Nobody seems to want to put a stop to it. Nobody in a position of power puts it all together for people. Nobody says we're not going to have it anymore. Nobody says I'm going to represent the individual citizens, uh, citizen of this state, and we are no longer going to allow it. We're not going to allow the United States federal government to intrude upon our constitutional rights right here in Missouri. Governor Parsons or whoever the next governor had better stop it. I'm sick and tired of it. It's ridiculous what's going on in here. Everybody's playing games like it's not happening. Everybody wants to have a good time. Fall's coming. Holidays are coming. Everything's great. As this nonsense continues on. If you'd like to hear the show in total, if you're driving in your car and like, who is this insane person? I'd like to hear more. You can always go to Rumble. We publish it on Sunday night right after the show. Rumble.com. Seek out SR1. Seek out Rob Carter with two Bs. And you can listen to the entire show. I got another full hour for you. A lot going on with Israel and Hamas. We'll talk a little bit about that. Stick around for the second hour on the Rob Carter Show. We'll be right back. The Rob Carter Show. Sundays. The Rob Carter Show. All right, everybody, welcome back. Got another full hour of ranting for you. Actually, I'm going to calm down, I think, just a little bit. Maybe just a little more. 
a little more ranting because I'm still irritated with what I see as the intelligence agencies and the corporations running our government. It seems to me like a lot of people up there in D.C. are just too afraid to be decent and or they're just getting too rich. One of the two. Maybe it's a combination of factors. I don't know. But man, oh, man, every time I look up and see what they're trying to get done, it makes me want to puke. What is being done for the American people? Does anything happen in D.C. that both the left and the right and the center can look at it and go, boy, that's good for America. Is that happening anymore? I mean, we're more more concerned about Ukraine. We are more concerned about what's going on with Israel. We're more concerned about what's going on in China and Taiwan. We have no money, yet Janet Yellen, club member, Secretary Treasury, she says, oh, we, we got plenty of money for multiple wars. Not a problem. I mean, we, we, can, we can fight every country in the world if we need to. What, what, what do you guys want to do? Who do you want to fight next? Because we're going to need another enemy soon. I mean, we just got the Middle East, Ukraine, and now Taiwan and China. We're going to, I mean, Russia, we're going to have to find some more wars to fight. We're not going to have to figure out how to educate our kids. We're not going to have to figure out how to lower the cost of food so people in the lower class can eat. We don't have to worry about any of that. We just need to fight more wars on foreign soil so we can can, uh, line the pockets of our politicians and our military contractors. That's all we really need to do, and that's all they really care about. And I think that's relatively obvious. Here's Jesse Kelly. He put this out on Twitter. It said, I knew Hamas was evil. But even I am stunned they would sink so low as to associate with journalists. And then it's it's attached to something that says breaking AP, CNN, New York Times and Reuters had journalists embedded with Hamas terrorists on October 7th during the massacre. So apparently. Journalists were embedded with Hamas. As they entered into Israel. Shot up. Innocent civilians. Does that not give you an idea of how this world works? Does that not give you some understanding of what's going on with our press? Let me read that to you one more time. AP, CNN, New York Times, and Reuters had journalists embedded with Hamas terrorists on October 7th. Now, I know that story's out there, but you have to think about that for just a minute. You have major reporting institutions with journalists embedded with a group of terrorists that are about to cross the border into Israel and slaughter innocent people, and they have still photos of all of it. Huh. It is amazing. And that is our, when when you talk about these journalists, trust me, these are intelligence operations. Believe me, they're intelligence operations. Just like Tucker Carlson said, I can't prove it. But yeah, I mean, come on. You kind of know what's going on. Here's Robert Malone. Now, Robert Malone, he was the one that says he had 10 patents for mRNA technology and how dangerous it was going to be. He was all over the alternative press, couldn't get his message out on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or anywhere else because the lovely people at the FBI that's got another $300 million from our government wouldn't allow that information out there. Ain't that interesting? Nobody seems to care because it's over now. What's the next tragedy we can wrap our arms around? Here's what Robert Malone had to say. He put this out on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. The CIA owns everyone of significance in major media. And he's quoting William Colby, former director of the CIA. And if you paid attention to my podcast through the years, 
I played tons of clips from the church hearings in the 70s where it was right out in the open that the CIA was taking control of our press. And now you see the result of it. I've told you about the Smith-Munt Modernization Act, where they took away the laws that protected American citizens from propaganda from our own government. That was our protection from what we're going through now. Nobody seems to talk. Where's Josh Hawley? Josh Hawley should know, right? He's an attorney. He's got to know. And I love Josh Hawley. I think Josh Hawley does a terrific job in the Senate. But how about priorities, Josh? How about some of these priorities like stolen elections that you said you were going to get to the bottom of in 2020? You went on Fox News and said, oh, I'm going I'm to resist it. And then when it was signed, sealed, and delivered, I haven't heard much more from you. Why is that? Come on, Josh, you're better than that. How about Jimmy Dore? Jimmy Dore puts out a video. Now, I talk about Jimmy Dore all the time because Jimmy Dore has got this thing figured out. If there's one person that's on the same page with me, it's Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore puts out on Twitter, and he's got a video of a, uh, of a, an, uh, a soldier who is working for Hamas, apparently, but says that he was funded by Israel, or he was with ISIS, I'm sorry, and said he was funded by Israel. So here's what Jimmy Dore puts out on Twitter. This is what the CIA and Mossad do. They create a fund, they create and fund terrorist organizations, and then use those terrorist organizations to justify never-ending wars of aggression in Libya, Syria, Iran, Iraq, Yemen, Sudan, etc., Israeli funds Hamas. Turns out we are the world's terrorist, which is a fact most Americans will never be able to wrap their brains around. Time to overthrow our government and start over. Well, hallelujah. Well, how can you overthrow your government, Phil, if you can't vote your way out? What are you supposed to do? What do you do when the people that are in power were selected so that they could line the pockets of the corporations that they represent. They're not representing you. If they were representing you, we'd be in a whole different ballgame, wouldn't we? Wouldn't it be just a little better off if you had 435 people in Congress and 100 senators and a president and a press that were working in coordination to make this country better? When you turn on your TVs during the day, does it look like the press is trying to make your life better? Or does it look like your press is trying to divide you, scare you, keep you in fear, and sell you medicine? What's it seem like? When all of you people out there that watch Fox News all day, what are they selling you? How can you watch a news organization that talks about being on the conservative side of the political spectrum? How can you watch that when they when we all know an election was manipulated at the very least, stolen at the worst in 2020, and they couldn't report on it? They don't even talk about it. You'd expect that on CNN and MSNBC, but where's Fox? You know why the Fox News hosts don't say anything about it? Because they're stinking, filthy, rich from being on Fox News. That's why. And you have to ask yourself, is that okay with you? Is it okay just to have a chunk of money and have no morals whatsoever? To recognize that your elections are being manipulated? to recognize that your borders are wide open and to actually pretend that Joe Biden is the reason. Pretend that Joe Biden's making decisions for this country because that's what it's about morning, noon, and night. Saw this on Twitter as well. These are all CNN headlines 
during COVID. And COVID was the greatest of all con jobs of all time. I don't care what anybody says. I will never back down from it. If anybody wants to argue with me, if anybody wants to have a debate anywhere in the country, anywhere in Missouri, come with it. I followed it from the very beginning. It was no lab leak and all this other nonsense. This was a planned event. Planned event. It just was. And you know that it was a planned event because I've said it many times. You cannot get the Democrats and the Republicans to agree that today is Sunday. But when it came to COVID, roll up your sleeves, kids. We're going to get you fixed, even though there's no documentation to say these things work at all. None. Zero. Nada. Not only... Not only did they tell you you had to wait for the magic potion, they restricted the medicines that would help you. But what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Sure, millions of people died that didn't have to because of government policies that nobody seems to care about. I guess if you're still alive, what's the big deal? If it wasn't your child that died or your mother or your grandmother or your aunt or your uncle or your neighbor or your coworker that didn't die in a hospital because they jammed remdesivir in their veins and stuck them on a ventilator, then I guess it's just not that big a deal. If your face didn't collapse or you didn't have a stroke or you didn't have a child die, just not that big a deal. Here's the headlines from CNN, the CIA network, if you will. Study says COVID-19 vaccines provide protection for pregnant and lactating women and their newborns. That's headline number one. Then the next headline says OBGYN associations recommend all pregnant people get vaccinated against COVID-19. Next one, CDC strengthens recommendations for pregnant women to get vaccinated against COVID-19. The next one, CDC to pregnant women get vaccinated against COVID-19. And then the most recent one, U.S. infant mortality rates rise for the first time in more than 20 years. But I guess if it's not your baby that's sick, it's just not that big a deal. Your government is lying to you all day Every day, and because we do not have a press that holds them accountable, they will continue to do it unless the American people organize and say no more. And you start at the state level, you start at the local level, you start at the state level. That's why I'm here in Missouri. I live in Florida. I have a beautiful wife that I miss very much because I'm in Missouri, because I'm going to get to the bottom of this state, because I know a ton of people in this state, and I'm going to get in front of these people, and I'm going to find out what is going on at the state and local level. I just read you four people that voted to expand the footprint of the FBI when there's not one conservative in America that thinks the FBI is doing a good job. None! And they just voted to give these people $300 million more million. They're going to have a facility bigger than the Pentagon, the FBI, with Chris Ray. It is ins- it's insane! I just can't believe people don't care. How in the world can Ann Wagner get another term in office? How is it even possible? Or do, the, do the Missouri voters even know this is happening, or do they not know because the press doesn't report it? I don't know the answer to that question. But i got to tell you something for sure. I'm going to find out. I am absolutely going to find out. You can bet your bottom dollar on it. Me and Phil were talking about it before the show. We have a super majority. We still have CRT. We, can't, we just can't do anything about the CRT. Can't really fix it. We'll have to run, run some kind of scheme to maybe suppress it just a little bit. But the idea that our schools right here in Missouri, a conservative state, would teach racism to our kids 
purposefully, and it goes unaddressed. All we do is talk about it. No actions. Nothing concrete. Nothing. There has got to be interest by the show-me state to make changes. That must happen. The people of Missouri are too good. They're too decent. And the problem with the people of Missouri is they may be too nice. You cannot be nice when you are in a war against a government that is trying to strip you of your rights. I want to go on to one more thing before we close this segment. This is Tedros. You know this guy? He, is, he runs the World Health Organization out of the United Nations. And again, just very quickly, if you're a first-time listener and I'm way ahead of you, you're like, what is this guy talking about? He's crazy. The World Economic Forum is the corporate arm of the global system. They are the ones that buy the world and they have the United Nations in the palm of their hands. The United Nations pretends as though it's a global government. They're all unelected officials. They put policy into the Western world and we end up with what we have here. If you look at the Democrat uh, issues that are important to the Democrats, they will line up perfectly with what the United Nations wants. It's one and the same. Here's Tedros talking about a world response to the next pandemic. Pay attention to what he says, and then we'll get into segment five right afterwards. Clip number five, two. The UN General Assembly adopted a political declaration on pandemic prevention, preparedness, and response, underscoring their commitment to meet shared threats with a shared response. The COVID-19 pandemic appended lives and livelihoods, disrupting societies and economies, and exposed and exacerbated political fault lines within and between nations. It eroded trust between people, governments and institutions, fueled by a torrent of mis- and disinformation. And it laid bare the searing inequalities of our world, with the poorest and most vulnerable communities the hardest hit. The next pandemic is not a question of if, but of when. And we cannot afford to repeat the same mistake of the past. That's why WHO's member states are negotiating a new pandemic accord and amendments to the international health regulations to strengthen the legal framework for the global response to pandemics. And we can't stop there. We must follow through with national ratification and accountable implementation. For the sake of future generations, we must not go back to the old cycle of panic and neglect that left our world vulnerable. We are stronger together. We are stronger together. Where have I heard that before? Now, if I could rephrase that for you very quickly, they want treaties in America that gives our national sovereignty over to the United Nations if we have another pandemic, which isn't if... It's when. How's that sound for you, folks? Do you even know about it? Segment number five. We'll be right back. The Rob Carter Show. SR1 Sundays. The Rob Carter Show. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Got two segments left. I want to start with this uh, first story out of Florida. 
Because I think what you're going to start seeing is more and more and more people getting sick from the gene therapies that they took. And if you didn't take it and it's not, it's not affecting your life, I just want you to think of the position millions of people were in when this went down. My wife was included in that group of people. If you don't get vaccinated, you lose your job. Now, I just want you to think about where you were at in 2020 and 2021. Let's say you're a single mom, you're raising two kids, you're making $50,000 a year. And in order to keep your job, you have to get a needle stuck in your arm that you don't want. I just want you to think of the position that the United States government, with its corporate allies, what they did to people. I just want you to think about it. Now think to yourself, I don't like needles. I don't like the government putting medicine into my body. I've been all over the country. I'm not worried about COVID at all. I already know that I can get it and I can transmit it if I do get the magic potions. And yet they, they, took, they took away people's ability to work unless they got vaccinated. It happened to my son. My son lost his job because he refused to get vaccinated at the age of 27, 28 years old. Had a great job. A job that he liked, a job that he was excited about. And he had to quit because for him, it was on principle. I'm not allowing you to put medicine in me that I don't need and I don't want. And there's no amount of money that will change my opinion. Now, my son, when he made that decision, didn't have a family to raise. But how about you moms and dads out there? How many of you had to take it because you had, in your mind, no choice? How many of your kids had to take it just to go to school? How many of you had to send your kids to school with a mask on their face? 12, 13, 14-year-old kids going to school in the hot summertime with a mask over their nose and mouth. Is that no big deal to people? Is that no big deal that all of that, if you believe as I do, let's say that let's say that you don't believe that it was a con that everybody just took advantage of it. Did anybody in the United States government show you proof <coughs> that a mask covering your nose and mouth would stop the transmission of a virus? Did anybody prove that to you? I guess they don't have to prove it. They just mandate it. Did anybody prove to you that these gene therapies would stop transmission and keep you from ever getting that particular virus? Did they prove that to you? They didn't, but they did it anyway. And you know what they did while they were doing it? They consolidated wealth. They called your, your friends and your family non-essential workers. They closed down 3.3 million businesses. 3.3 million small businesses. And I love small businesses. You know, part of my show and part of my entire marketing campaign will be to highlight small businesses. Small businesses, that's a step in getting us out of this problem. If American consumers, every time they bought a product or a service, said, I'm going to buy it from a small business. I'm going to buy it from my neighbor. I'm going to buy it from my own community. I'm not going to buy it from a global corporation. Things would change very fast in this country. We'd be a lot better off. You'd support your community. It would be a whole different ballgame. 
But I want you to go back to COVID because COVID consolidated global power. The largest transfer of wealth from the middle class to the top 0.001% in the history of the world. And if you think that was an accident, I got a bridge to sell you. But this is the result of it, just so you understand. A 41-year-old football player just died. Nobody knows why. Suspicious death. You saw what happened to Hamlin, the, the kid that plays for the Buffalo Bills. His career has been ruined. All kinds of people are dying. And that was all over the news for a long time, and I used to report on it. But now it's so common, nobody cares anymore. As people start to die, as people start to get turbo cancers, as they start to have autoimmune diseases, my wife says the hospital that she works at down in Florida is filled with autoimmune diseases and very aggressive cancers. Well, that wasn't going on in 2019, but it's going on in 2023. And the only thing that I can think of that could be the cause of it is putting medicines into people that they never needed in the first place. And nobody seems to pay attention to it because now we're on to Israel and Hamas. Here's clip number five. One, this is down in Florida. 14-year-old kid in a 5K race just just died. Just a, just a beautiful little 14-year-old boy. Check this out. Clip number five, one. Florida families dealing with an unimaginable tragedy today. Their teenage son died suddenly while running in a 5K over the weekend. He was a student at Western High School in Davie. Let's get to Ari Odzer, who joins us live with, uh, with more on this heartbreaking story, Ari. Yeah, Roxy, this campus is in mourning right now. Western High School called in grief counselors to talk to anyone who feels like they need to talk to somebody after this tragic news that happened on Saturday over the weekend. So we're talking about a 14-year-old student, 14-year-old Knox McEwen was running in a 5K race on Saturday. It was a junior ROTC event being held at Everglades High School in Miramar, and police say he suffered some type of medical emergency, which proved to be fatal. I'm gonna. Ha- I'm just gonna guess that that was some far form of a heart problem, myocarditis, which has now been attributed to the mRNA vaccines, the magic potion, if you will. And because there's no accountability by this government, from Dr. Fauci, from the Scarf Lady, from the CDC, from the FDA, from all of the people that sold it to you, because there's no accountability, it's bound to happen again. This is the problem that we must fix in this country. It must be addressed that when the government lies to you, when the government puts out a propaganda campaign, when it gets all of the people in Hollywood and all the networks and all their celebrities and all their stars to tell you that treatments are horse paste and that dangerous treatments are the cure, somebody gets held accountable. Because there is no accountability anymore with our government. Do you know of anybody in that apparatus up there that has been held accountable for anything? Our hero, the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, who said the most important thing, the first thing he was going to do was fund the war with Israel. He's going to make sure that Israel had everything they needed. He wasn't going to worry about the border. He wasn't going to worry about the child trafficking. No, no, no. The most important, and he got unanimous votes from the GOP because that's the most important thing. That's who they work for. That's what it's all about. Mike Johnson is not going to seek impeachment for Joe Biden. 
because there's not enough evidence that Joe Biden is crooked. There's just not enough there there. Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson from Louisiana. A man of God. The most Christian of all Christians. The favorite of all the GOP Congress people. All of our media types, they just love him because he was saying the right things. He's got the right look. He's not going to impeach Joe Biden. And again, if you're a political strategist, you go, why impeach Joe Biden? Let him hang out there and twist in the wind. Again, I'm going to say this for the 50th time. When you are somebody in power, at some point, political strategy and political games take a back seat to accountability. You have to be able to weigh what the most important thing is. And the most important thing in this country at this moment in time is to make sure that the people that are ripping off our country and using our citizens as props and using our citizens as money makers, treating them as they are as though they are second-class citizens, lying to them, misleading them, those people at some point must be held accountable by this government. But because they're all lying to you and they're all lying in their pockets, well, who do you think protects them? The people that protect them are the FBI. And the FBI just got $300 million more dollars to expand their footprint in D.C. and protect the establishment that is ripping you off. un believable if you ask me. Let me get into this um, situation in the Middle East. That seems to be all the rage nowadays. we got a serious situation over there. We are striking targets. We are going to send money over to the Middle East again. And I think that is a conflict that will go on and on and on. Does anybody really believe that Israel is going to wipe Hamas from the face of the earth? Do you believe that two years from now, everything in the Middle East, Israel's going to level Gaza and that situation will be resolved? Because if you believe that, then you would have believed it 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. 50 years ago, at some point you go, hey, wait a minute. I've seen this movie before. I've been down this road before. Deja vu all over again. The United States has given Israel almost $300 billion in the last couple decades. $300 billion with a B. Now, I'm all for the Israeli people. I've said it many times. But I'm also for the American people. America first is what Donald Trump was selling. I bought it. I'm still in. I want America to be first just once. I want the needs of the American people to be addressed just once. I want the education of our children to be addressed at the state level where mom and dad can get involved Get the federal government money out of the system just once. 
since the Department of Education took over our system in D.C. in 1980, does it feel to you people that are 60, 70, 80 years old as though our kids are sharper than they were when you went to school? Does it feel like society and our culture is moving in the right direction? When you see the people around you getting out of these schools, and they're all great kids. All these kids are good kids. That's not the point. But we are failing them. Our government is failing them. Our lack of attention to them is disgraceful. And you know why? Because we're all too busy. We're all too distracted. Was it better when one person could work and one person could tend to the kids? Was that a better life? Or is it better now where mom and dad have to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, put our kids in daycare, let them watch TV when they get home and play on their phones till they go to bed? Is this a better life than we had growing up? Do we have any ability to recognize and change the direction? Should we? Can we? And will we? I'm starting to wonder. I'm starting to wonder where everything's heading. I'm starting to wonder how we can have fraudulent fraudulent elections over and over again, clear as a bell, relatively obvious, and nobody wants to stand up and say, no more, no more. We're going to do it this way. This is the way it's going to go down. We're going to have a, an election system that we can trust. We want our senators and our Congress people to make that priority number one, because if we cannot vote our way out of the problem, it never fixes itself. What can you point to that this government that is $34 trillion in debt of money that you will have to pay, what have they done to make your life better? Can you point to anything? All they want is us divided, just like divorced parents. When the parents are divorced, the kids run the show. As you're fighting with each other, the kids run the show. So we fight with each other every day. Liberals and conservatives, we fight with each other every day. We make fun of the other side every day. And then the people running the show got all the money. And they continue to fleece us. Lie to us and strip us of our rights. I got a feeling that if we don't get it together soon, we're going to run out of rope. That's what I fear. I hope it doesn't happen. I'm very optimistic in the long term, but man, we got to get with it. Final segment of this glorious evening on its way. We'll be right back. The Rock Carter Show. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody. Final segment of this glorious 
Sunday evening. To all you veterans out there, let me try to give you 15 more minutes of informed entertainment. I want to start with Donald Trump. Donald Trump was on the campaign trail recently, and he is endorsing Carlos Jimenez slash Jimenez, and he's not really sure what the name is, but the crowd didn't like it, and I'll play that clip here in just a minute, and I want to tell a, an interesting story. I've talked about it on the air a few times. When Donald Trump lost the election in 2020, or at least it appeared that he'd lost it, he went to Valdosta, Georgia to rally for Kelly Loeffler and Purdue senators that would have swung the power of the Senate to the GOP. So he goes there, and the way the stadium was set up was he flew his plane right down the um, runway, parked his plane. You got to watch all of the press get off the plane and all the people that were with him, Louis Gohmert. Dan Crenshaw, Ronna McDaniel, Vernon Jones, Kelly Loeffler, and Senator Perdue, to name a few. Prior to that, he had to wait in line for hours and hours and hours. And they were handing out the Epoch Times. There was Chinese that didn't speak English people, because I tried to talk to them, and that's why I knew they couldn't speak English. They were handing out the Epoch Times in favor of Donald Trump, which I thought was interesting at the time. And I wanted to see how the operation went down now that he was no longer, at least it seemed, was going to be the president, that Joe Biden was going to take over. And if you just remember back to that time, the most important thing on the mind of GOP voters wasn't just that Donald Trump would be the president, but could we hold on to power in the Senate? That was a big deal at that particular moment in time. And as it turns out, because the elections were manipulated and because everybody knew that Donald Trump knew the elections were manipulated, Georgia turned blue-blue. He had Governor Kemp, and then he got two more Democrat senators. So I've been paying attention to Donald Trump a lot since then, and there's a lot of things that, to me, seem a little bit shaky. One of them is endorsements. When Vivek Ramaswamy went after Ronna McDaniel, Phil, how many times have I mentioned Ronna McDaniel before Ramaswamy? A dozen? Yeah. 15, 20, 30? Mm-hmm. This is not something that a person with open eyes couldn't recognize. Ronna McDaniel does not do a good job for the RNC, yet Trump endorsed her. The citizens, the GOP voters, don't like Ronna McDaniel. They don't like Mitch McConnell. And Donald Trump endorsed Mitch McConnell. And the reason I bring it up is because he went to a crowd and said, Mitch McConnell would have lost had I not endorsed him. Correct? So I just want everybody to remember this. He also endorsed Kevin McCarthy. And then Kevin McCarthy gets booted because he doesn't hold up to his end of the bargain, according to Matt Gates. He endorses Lindsey Graham to this day. These are things that I'm just begging any journalist to ask him when they're in front of him. 
as I've said many times, he may have the best answers in the world. But when this happens again and again and again and again, you have to ask yourself, when we get the reins of power, let's say that Donald Trump wins in 2024. How is it going to be different if we don't know the people that we're surrounding the president with? If Donald Trump is the president, we have to know who the soldiers are. How are we going to turn this thing around? How are we going to tamper down inflation? How are we going to get control of our borders? How are we going to bring people together with a common set of principles in this country? How's it going to happen? I think somebody should give us some structure and some idea of how that's going to go down. And we have a year. We may find out. But I want you to pay attention to this clip because I find it uh, I find it odd that these things continue to happen and there's still no questions being asked of the man. This is clip number 66. He's endorsing a guy that he doesn't even know. Check it out. He's going to do very well. And your Congressman Carlos Jimenez, do you know him? Carlos Jimenez. Some people say Carlos Jimenez. Oh, you don't like him? What's going on? Carlos, come on, Carlos. We got to get that straightened out. Carlos Jimenez. Really? Wow. Carlos. Doesn't sound like the fans of Florida think too much of Carlos Jimenez slash Jimenez. Donald Trump seems completely caught off guard by that. And my question is, how can you not know that? How can you endorse people when you have no idea what conservative voters think of that person? So Matt Gates, who is another big fan of Donald Trump, went to Twitter and he said Jimenez voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. Carlos Jimenez voted for Gilliam, the guy that was found naked in a drug-induced coma who ran against, who did he run against? He ran against DeSantis, I believe. But Carlos Jimenez voted for him in 2018, voted for Gilliam. Carlos said, only Kevin, meaning only Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House. And Carlos voted against Jim Jordan three times. Or as Donald Trump says, we have a winner here. Everybody should rally around Carlos Jimenez. I think the machine in both parties run the show. And that's what I fear the most. We need a leader who understands how to galvanate people, how to galvanize people. Is it galvanize or galvanate? I keep messing that up. I'm not I-Z-E. sure. Galvanize. I don't know why I keep saying galvanate. Galvanize people. You need to understand who's around you. You need to understand who is going to vote in the best interest of the conservative voters because that's what the GOP is supposed to stand for. We're supposed to be conservative people. And if you're voting for Hillary Clinton and you're voting for Gilliam, You're not conservative. And I just think it's outrageous that this continues to happen. Who is Donald Trump trusting to put this information before him? If you pay attention to that clip, can you play that one more time for me, Phil? Listen to this clip. He doesn't even know how to pronounce the man's name. So who is giving him this advice? Check it out. And your Congressman Carlos Jimenez, do you know him? Carlos Jimenez. Some people say Carlos Jimenez. Oh, you don't like him? (laughs) Some people say Jimenez. The people of Florida, I will say this, uh, the people uh, of Florida are very engaged in politics, a little bit more than Missouri, quite honestly. When I talk to people around Missouri, they don't seem to 
you know, my friends that pay attention to politics know what's going on. But if you talk to people on the street or you talk to, you know, your friends that aren't really paying attention to politics, they couldn't even tell you who the senators are. That's the problem in Missouri. That's the problem in Missouri. But Florida, because it was such a hotbed during COVID, uh, the Florida voters got very interested in their government. They got very interested in what DeSantis was saying. Uh, Donald Trump was down there with Mar-a-Lago, so he became uh, very popular. People were paying attention to what Donald Trump had to say. Um, so people got educated on their political players down in Florida. That needs to happen everywhere in the country, number one, because, Phil, you cannot, uh, you cannot, you cannot separate yourself from the federal apparatus if the state government doesn't have its act together. You know, that's the, that's the problem is we send people into D.C. D.C. sends all of these rules down amongst the peasants, and we end up being slaves to federal money. And everybody seems to know it, but nobody seems to know how to get the needle out of the arm and, uh, and have, have the state run the show. There's too much federal intrusion in this country, and it wouldn't be if we had reliable institutions and reliable people in D.C., but we don't. You know, that's the biggest problem that I have with the whole situation is the people we're sending to D.C., they become celebrities, they become filthy rich, and they become way too powerful when most of them are nincompoops. I'd use a much stronger word, but that's what I'm going to use today. I do not see the people up, the, up there having any idea of what goes on in the day-to-day lives of Missouri voters. I don't see them putting priorities in place to solve the problems. I do not believe, and I'm a person, I'm very spiritual, um, I'm not somebody who gets too tied up into religion, quite honestly, uh, but I like to think I have a nice relationship with God, and I think that God would not protect this country if we are knowingly allowing people to traffic children in our country. Senator Hawley's made mention of it many times. One of the things I love about Senator Hawley, and I'm, the reason I'm calling him out is because I think Senator Hawley, uh, I think he's one of the most talented people in D.C., so I want some action out of Josh Hawley. But I don't think God protects a country that allows 85,000 kids to cross our border illegally, send them to sponsors that nobody knows, and then when asked if they can find them, the people running the border say, we just we don't know how to find them. They're gone. How does a country survive like that? How does a country survive when they're sending money into Ukraine? I did a whole show on Ukraine. And this is another thing that I always get blamed or get accused of. Everybody thinks I'm crazy until it happens, and then they forget that I told them. Right when we went into Ukraine, I did a show about America's intrusion into Ukraine with Victoria Nuland. I talked about how they had a Russian side and a European side, and they had been fighting for a decade. I gave the whole story to everybody and said, this is a money laundering scheme. I'm talking about the day after it all went down. I told people what was going to happen. Now that it's happened, and now the vast majority of voters, especially conservative voters, don't have the Ukrainian flag. Now they've changed it over to the Israeli flag on their Facebook profile. Now they recognize that it was all a bunch of BS from the get-go, and we've shipped 130 or $140 billion into this place. Here is Vivek Ramaswamy uh, doing my job, telling you what's going on with Ukraine. Uh, let me find this clip here for you. This is clip number 6-5. And now in the debates, Vivek Ramaswamy sounds like Rob Carter did 
at the very beginning of the Ukraine-Russia conflict. Check this out. It has consolidated all media into one state TV media arm. That's not democratic. It has threatened not to hold elections this year unless the U.S. forks over more money. That is not democratic. It has celebrated a Nazi in its ranks, the comedian in cargo pants, a man called Zelensky, doing it in their own ranks. That is not democratic. More facts for you that you won't hear from the mainstream in either party or the mainstream media. The regions of Ukraine that are occupied by Russia right now in the Donbass, Luhansk, Donetsk, these are Russian-speaking regions that have not even been part of Ukraine since 2014, that other people probably couldn't name those provinces for you. Those are the hard facts. And so to frame this as some kind of battle between good versus evil, don't buy it. And I'd like the likes of the, the sharpest of the war hawks on Ukraine, Nikki Haley, to have some accountability and answer. Do you want to use U.S. taxpayer money to fund the banning of Christians? That is actually what's happening. They're using the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. They have banned them. The Ukrainian parliament just did this last week, supported by our dollars. And I think you owe it to the American people, Nikki, to at least this Mr. one Ramaswamy, time. Mr. Ramaswamy, thank you. That's time. At least Mr. to Mr. condemn Ramaswamy, their banning you. of Christians. Mr. Ramaswamy, thank you. Out of both sides Mr. Ramaswamy, thank you. We asked- the Harvard girl there, uh, Welker, uh, she didn't like Nikki Haley being asked questions about her complete and total support and called, she said, Ramaswamy, I feel dumber every time I hear you talk about Ukraine. So we asked her a question and then Kristen Welker came in and stopped it all. These are the kind of things that are happening and it's what's causing the inflation. It's what's causing our troubles around the world. It's what's causing all the fear and anxiety is we don't have a representative government because we don't have elections that put the people we need in power. We're being manipulated. We're being lied to. We're being conned, if you will. One thing I want to say is you got to stick around for the next couple hours. You got stand and fight with Nick, and he's going to have Bob Onder on the show. Bob Onder seems to be my kind of guy. I haven't had a chance to uh, talk with him yet, but I plan on it. He was, as I understand it, was for the 7-1 map here in Missouri. We should have sent seven representatives, seven Republicans, hopefully better than Ann Wagner and some of these people that continually vote for things that I don't think American voters want or Missouri voters want, but we should have sent seven people. This is a political war going on, and if our side is going to fight a war, they got to get their stuff together. If they're just going to play footsie with the Democrats, who would take advantage of them every chance they get if they could, then we just have to know that this is two wings of the same bird. But if we're going to fight, if we are in a political war to save our country, to save our currency, to save our children, then you got to use every tool that you have. Stick around for Stand and Fight. Nick has Bob Onder on the show, and I think you guys are going to love it. Have a great Sunday, everybody. Stick around next Sunday at 6 to 8 o'clock for The Rob Carter Show. Good night, everyone. The Rob Carter Show. El próximo show es Stay in Fight con Nick Schroer.